0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine. Cannabis, psychedelics, and pharmaceutics. So, so excited to have you back with me today. And I am super, super stoked to have our guest today. He is an amazing man doing great, great work in the plant medicine space. But before we get to our guest today, I am going to. You guys know what's all. You guys know what, what the deal is. We got to do our good ass cleaning. So, what is our good ass cleaning? First of all, this <laughs> show is for educational purposes and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your clinician, uh, with your healthcare provider for all your medical needs. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. And that is our first good house cleaning. Yeah, 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 folks. What is the second good house cleaning that we got for you? Our second good house cleaning is our sponsor. You. Yes, you right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, this show is sponsored by WCI Health. their alternative health and wellness hub. They are the makers of uh, Glow's and Glow's product, beauty product. For all your, uh, all your need, Glow's is a CBD-based uh, cosmetics, and they also have all kinds of other cool stuff. They have master classes, some plant medicine. Cannabis has medicine masterclass. There is also Dr. O's book, A Pharmacist's Guide to Cannabis, uh, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician. If you are yet to grab your copy, head straight to their website, wci-health.com. Other than that, uh, what else uh, else is there to talk about? Yes, you. Thank you so much. You are sponsored. Those of you that are sponsoring us on Apple Podcasts, on Patreon, on Spotify, we want to say thank you to you guys so much. Without you, we can't even bring this show to us. If you are yet to join our Patreon group or our sponsor, please head straight to the website wci-health.com and join our tribe, join our group, join our village. It's going to take a whole village to take this message to the masses and we need you. Dr. O needs you, so come on, come on board and join us. Other than that, for those of you that are just joining the show, you it's your first time listening to this show, and you are wondering, who the heck is she? <laughs> what gives her an authority to talk on this stuff? Yes, I am Dr. Lola. I'm also known as Dr. O. I'm the founder of WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. I personally help you and healthcare professional dispensary plant curious, plant medicine lover like you understand the health benefits of plant medicine so that you can live your best life right here and now doing what you love and saving money on healthcare costs. I mean, the cost of healthcare is insane. It's gone through the roof. Are you kidding me right now? So I am here to help you level up on your wellness journey using education, as tools, and also I was born in western part of Africa. Growing up, I used plant medicine, medicinal herb. That that was our first line of therapy. So I'm bringing that knowledge as well as my clinical background as a clinician to help you level up on your journey. That is so soft. Other than that, what else have we got to talk about? Yes, we have this uh, podcast. Uh, Apart from this podcast, we also have Clubhouse where we talk about everything Cannabis Psychedelic Club. So you want to join us on uh, Clubhouse and Cannabis Psychedelic Club. Cannabis Psychedelic Club. And you can find me on Clubhouse at Cannabis Doctor. Other than that, check us out. Profile, bio, that's where good stuff happens. So you want to check us out on the website, wci-health.com or on IG, WCI Health 19. If you need any other information, head straight to the profile, head straight to bio. That's where good stuff happens. Yeah, that's, that's about me. Guys, it's awesome. I am so super, super stoked. Like I said, our guest today is somebody really, really special in the plant medicine uh, space. I have with me today Levi Barker of uh, Iboga Wellness Center from Costa Rica with us. Uh, Levi is a Buiti Iboga provider. I know you guys are like, okay, what, the, what is Buiti? We're going to get to that. And what is, uh, what is Iboga? We are going to be breaking everything down for you today. But let me just go ahead and introduce uh, uh, Levi. Levi is uh, a uh, Buiti Iboga provider uh, of uh, Iboga Wellness Center out of uh, Costa Rica. The uh, Iboga Wellness Center is the oldest psycho-spiritual healing uh, retreat uh, in the whole of the Western uh, Hemisphere. So basically, they've been around for a while, helping folks to navigate their wellness journey using the Bwiti, uh, uh, uh protocol in their wellness. Other than that, uh, Iboga is, uh, people are going to Iboga Wellness Center, part of why folks are going to Iboga Wellness Center for their wellness is because of the healthcare cause. Apart from that, we have opioid addiction. The opioid epidemic is like insane. Average of uh, 90, at least 90 folks die daily from opioid overdose. That's our folks, that's our brothers and sisters. That is our family members. So it's unacceptable. Apart from uh, opioid, the folks are also going down there for uh, management of their anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff that they are using this plant called Iboga to to manage. And today we're gonna be learning a lot from Levi. Thank you so much Levi for being here. we are so, so glad to, uh, to have you. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself, Levi. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and also about Iboga Wellness Center.
1: Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. Honored to be here with your, with your listeners. imagine they're pretty sa- savvy bunch listening to you. and But yeah, my name is Levi Barker. Like you said, I'm an Iboga provider at Iboga Wellness Center in Costa Rica. And so, you know, as far as I'm aware of, Iboga is the most special plant in the world. Um, It uh, can heal many things. um, And, you know, really what's very special about it is Iboga at its core teaches one about themselves and their life and how to operate here on planet earth. And so that the you know when you mentioned buidi, essentially a buidi is somebody that uses iboga to study life, and uh, you know I've been initiated into this bwiti, um, very very old tradition, um, but I'm um, not not from Africa, and uh, you know and so the buidi is really for for everybody, um, you know any you know you would have to kind of be in invited in or at least go searching to you know be initiated into the bleedy. and so i was uh you know i found iboga before bleedy. so i was uh, how i found iboga i was a long-term opiate addict like you were mentioning uh, a few minutes ago and that's crazy uh numbers you you mentioned you know that's uh like half of all the people that die from covid every year. And that's been happening, you know, the last 15, 18 years or so. And so yeah, I was one of the kind of the first generation of uh, opiate addicts once when doctors really started prescribing them a lot. And um, yeah, long story short, got addicted, you know, eventually you moved to harder opiates and more of them. And uh, for a little bit, it's okay. But then it, uh, yeah, it t- really consumes your life. Because if you don't have opiates, you're just not going to be able to to function, and so eventually, I found iboga through a really good friend of mine. Um, and for those that don't know, iboga is the only thing that'll take away a majority of the physical symptoms of opiate withdrawal. You know, even with uh, everything we know today, there's there's nothing out there that will um, you know subside the physical withdrawal from opiates. And so um, Iboga is known as, as a tool for moving past addictions, both substance and non-substance addictions. It really is kind of the ultimate bad habit breaker. And um, you know, so, so it, when you take that, like I mentioned, um, going through a detox, the, the withdrawal symptoms sub- subside, and then from three, five, maybe six days later, you're able to come back around. You know, eventually you get some sleep, um, and then come out the other side, and you're no longer physically dependent on drugs anymore. And so it, it's the only thing that uh, that that can do that. And but it's also really good for all of these other human problems. You know, physically, we're very careful about what we would tell people. It would heal physically. Um, and really, don't you know? Guarantee anything because it really works different on a lot of people. But from doing a lot of these this work, you know, it's very good for um, neurological problems. You know, including things like Lyme and neuropathy, and also with like MS symptoms. Um, it's uh, really good for things like arthritis, tendon pain, joint pain. Um, just general pain in the body, it's really good for. Uh, and it's very good on the mind. Um, and, you know, both our, uh, you know, our mind and our brain, like physically cleans and uh, mm-hmm. kind of restarts the brain back up. And, um, and then mentally, um, you know, we go through all our lives, taking in every moment of our life and, some part of it gets ingrained inside of us, and we take that experience in. And it, uh, you know, uh, unless we're really disciplined, it's hard to kind of create the space in there needed to put other good things in. And so, Iboga very much cleans, cleans out like the mental garbage that we don't need anymore and really creates a lot of space in the mind, which is, uh, yeah, especially people that grew up in the West, you know, we kind of learn to operate fully from the mind. You know, and um, yeah, it's just not not the way to do it. So yeah, Iboga, um People come to eboga Wellness. You know, a big big portion for depression, anxiety, PTSD, or some sort of trauma. Um, some people come have those symptoms, but have recently gotten off some sort of substances. So currently here we don't do um, acute detox work. So everybody coming in. If they're coming is uh, coming in clean, or there's some medications, you know, you yeah. can have with iboga. Yeah, and and so, but a lot of people do have to stop, you know, SSRIs, and so yeah, people come through depression, yeah. trauma, a reset in life, and just mm-hmm. looking for you know the way way forward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is that is really really good. Uh, thank you for uh, going into details uh, about uh, iboga. Tell us. Uh, you said that uh, you are a buiti Iboga provider. When you say you uh, you were initiated into their into their tradition, did you actually uh, travel to uh, West uh, to Central Africa? I know uh, Buiti is in Central Africa out of Central West Africa. Did you uh, travel down there for this uh, to learn about this plant?
1: Yeah, I, I did, but prior to that, my, my teacher, who's a 10th generation Bwiti shaman, um, you know, grew up in the lineage, he had started an Iboga retreat, um, it's probably been 13, 14 years ago now, but he had a spot called Iboga house, so I ended up meeting him, I was living in uh, Central America at the time, and I ended up meeting him, and we became friends, and eventually it led to me starting to train with him. So I had worked with the medicine uh, for quite a while before making it uh, to Gabon, where um, his village is at and where the initiations take place. And you know, you really do need a whole village or you know, large group of people to make an initiation happen. And so um, you know, that's why they didn't happen, say at Iboga House in Costa Rica, because it was just him and you know, some staff and trainees like myself at the time. And um, so I I was around the medicine, did a lot of uh, retreats for people at the Iboga house over five years or so. And then um, the first student to graduate under our teacher, Maginda, is named Gary Cook and he actually started Iboga Wellness. And so I came to work with Gary and then um, made it to Africa I think the first time was in 2017 and had my first initiation. And um, whenever I was there in Africa, um, I got the blessing to serve the medicine from Maginda. And so being initiated and um, being, say, an boga provider are, are two two different things. And so, um, but yeah, I did, uh, did both of them. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is really, really, I mean, you are basically not just uh, practicing uh, the wellness. You were actually indoctrinated into this culture. When you travel to Africa to get indoctrinated, to get uh, into this culture, how did the people, I know I'm from, I'm from Western part of Africa. I'm from originally from Nigeria. And I know the African people; they are very hospitable people. They love uh, to welcome folks into their home and all that. But when it comes to their tradition, these are really, really sacred uh, ceremony. These are really sacred practice. How did they accept you into that? Into that? Sacredness of this uh, culture, into sacredness of this uh, working with this plant. Was there any pushback, especially as a as a uh, Caucasian man? You know, how did they accept you into that culture?
1: Yeah, no, they're very very accommodating. So you know, our our teacher there is kind of the the head shaman for for a lot of people. So, you know, with him inviting us in, they're definitely all open arms, you know, it, it uh, you know, it can get tough, not, not speaking French, but yeah, know, they, like you said, very hospitable. They want to, you know, if there's something to be picked up and they see you going to pick it up, they'll pick it up for you first and, you know, um, go and, you know, just help you however you can. So no, it was, it's really beautiful. And, you know also during ceremony, essentially like during these ceremonies it's just a, a build up of this very sacred energy or sacred spirit that's getting built up through ceremony so they can then give it to you so that when you leave you know you leave with that uh, those blessings and so that one's really really special because uh yeah once you you've had some of that uh yeah life life is better you know it's uh you know you've been giving given something very sacred so yeah no we really uh really enjoy being there
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's excellent let uh, let me ask you when when we talk about iboga uh our audience some of them probably thinking what in the world is iboga can you really tell us what part of the plant is Iboga, I've, heard, I've read about Ibogaine and Iboga. What is the difference between Ibogaine and Iboga? And also, if you wanna combine it, what, is, what, what makes them different from other psychedelics like uh, uh, D- DMT, uh, ayahuasca, and all those other psychedelic plants?
1: Yeah, if I, I kind of cut out for a sec, if what makes iboga different than the other um, plant Psychedelic
0: uh, plant.
1: Yep, psychedelic. Um, so each substance, you know, or master plant teacher, um, you know, have their own properties. Um, some are to take you out further, connect you with the cosmos. Um, you know, the properties that are, their unique is is once again like it really makes you take a deep look at your life and a very truthful look and where you can see clearly what's happening in one's life and you know within that it's definitely going to give you some directions on things you know if if things are needed things that you know need to change things that you need to start doing or stop doing you know basically giving you these uh this wisdom um, for you to be able to you know move past whatever it is you're coming to Iboga and so yeah the the way that it's really grounded here on earth it's very earth-based medicine the Bwiti is a very earth-based tradition because that's where we live that's what's happening we're humans right now here so it's very it's a very present medicine Um, you know if there is things to get over from the past you know it can allow you to process them, fully understand them, accept them, and then move forward. And so yeah, the way that it just deals with people's lives, you know um, a lot of people want to know about the, the cosmos and how we all got here. and uh, you know but it's the way we look at look at it in the weedy anyways is you know there's there's a difference between things that come from the Creator and things that come from us humans. And you know we're just not fully meant to understand, you know, the ways of the Creator and how everything came to be because that's just a you know bigger force. But um, you know, so um, it really deals with being, you know, living life here on Earth, which is you know what what many people need. You know, it's kind of like going to school for life, doing Iboga, and and uh, you know working the actual
0: tradition that is thank you so much uh Levi for for that yeah I totally agree with you there are some things I mean this world is created for purpose and we just have to we human we just have to chill our ego sometimes and realize that Sometimes we are not supposed to know everything. We just, we are not, we are not God, even though sometimes we think we are, we, we might not be. Uh, so we can't really explain uh, some of these things. Uh, so uh, I want to talk about, uh, move a little bit to, to this. I know you you are more a shaman, you, you walk, like you said earlier, this plant is earth-based. But I want to uh, go into uh, that I have heard out there about folks talking about uh, taking uh, the, the mysticism out of these psychedelics, taking uh, the synthetic uh, psychedelics and taking all this part that makes it uh, all the out of out of the whole process. What is your take on that? especially when you are looking at, uh, when you look at this, uh, you as a Boeti provider, uh, and you look at the intention of this uh, indigenous people, what do you think about us now trying to tweak and take mysticism uh, out of this plant?
1: Yeah, one thing I should say, um, my teacher listened, I should say we we don't call ourselves shaman, like people like myself that have graduated to serve the medicine. Um, there's definitely, it's a, definitely a shamanic retreat, but we just kind of reserve that for something <clears throat> or for someone like our teacher, that grew okay. up in it and spent their whole life uh, doing it. Um, and I'm sorry, I missed the, the first part of the question again. Can you repeat the
0: yep, first part? Uh, what I was asking is that, uh, you know, I was reading uh, recently that they are, uh, the scientists are working on uh, re- trying to uh, separate the, what makes it mystic, the mysticism, the, the uh, hallucinogenic part of the plant and folks, when you're hearing about the hallucinogenic, you know, that part of the plant that take us to the trip, when we take this plant, we go into a deeper self. That part of the plant that take us to that deeper self, uh, they are talking about taking it. That's the best way I can explain mysticism. Taking that part of it out of, out of the plant and just taking out the chemical that is physically uh, helping people to manage their uh, yeah, condition. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll share. And I, yeah, be, I would really like to hear your, your opinion on this too, as you're, you know, um, yeah, kind of, kind of in, in both worlds of that. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as I see it and we look at it in the Buiti within nature, there's, you know, tools for us humans to, um, uh, to be able to, you know, learn about ourselves, our life to heal us physically, um, and so there's keys within nature. And so whenever you go and take, say, you know, the soul or the, uh, you know, critical elements of the plant element out, out of it, you're essentially removing those gifts from nature that were created there for us. And so for the people taking it, yeah, no, I think it's a, you know, people that are using it say for substances are doing it to mask some sort of pain or get away from themselves in some way. And I feel that the confrontation that one needs with themselves to really move forward from something like an addiction is just a key part of it. And so it, it could, you know, uh, physiologically fill up some of the receptors um, and uh, take away some of the cravings that people have, but that's not gonna be enough long term. People have to uh, really, you know, within the Boeing experience, if there's some way that you're hurting yourself really badly, at some point you're gonna have the chance to make a commitment with yourself to not do it anymore. And so if you're not presented with something like that or the opportunity to really understand like where this comes from, or at the very least, a deep download on like, you know, I'm just gonna move forward and not gonna hurt myself anymore. You take that out of it and yeah, I don't think it's gonna work nearly as well. Although I do understand it. And if it helps some people, that's great, but it, you're just not gonna top nature.
0: Uh, absolutely. I totally uh, agree with you, but, uh, Levi, uh, about uh, we cannot, I always tell folks, we cannot, nature is perfect. Nature is done, finished. We have a uh, synthetic uh, uh, cannabinoid like uh, dronabinol that we use for managing uh, nausea in chemo patients. And it's when you compare it to the conventional, uh, to the whole spectrum of cannabis, it's like a night and day, coupled with the fact that it's expensive. My uh, take personally, when we are talking about taking uh, mysticism out of uh, the plants, I just think we uh, should be, uh, tread uh, lightly on that aspect of things. Because you you remember when we look at opioid addiction, we had morphine, we had endorphin, then suddenly we started modifying all these agents, adding all kinds of stuff to it. And I understand, yeah, we need to develop new agents for, when I'm saying agents, I'm talking about the medicine. We need to develop new product for people to manage but we also have to be respect nature, and 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 just be careful so that we don't hand up like we have with the opioid addiction and all that. That's just my uh, my part in in that aspect of it. I mean, we don't even know which part of the plant is actually doing the work. You get what I'm saying? We don't really know. We are still learning a lot about this plant. So if we say, oh, we're going to take some powder, how are we sure the part we are taking out is not the part that is also helping? And I'd see it as in part of what we call entourage effect. In, we use that term with cannabis or lot, but all plants, they have entourage effect. There are so many chemicals in there. So it's a combination of these chemicals that is working together including the spirit uh, of the plant. Thank you uh, Levi uh, for that. Other than uh, I wanna uh, ask you uh, what are the, uh, who are the candidates? Who are the people that you generally see in your practice uh, that comes in?
1: So, you know, I would say at least the third maybe 40% are coming through for some sort of depression, anxiety, or some sort of trauma, um, you know, kind of included within that group too, or maybe, um, you know, some people that recently want to get off like say SSRI medication. Um, Surprisingly, you know, there's a big percentage of people that come through, like um, some older people, you know, 60, even in their 70s, Um, come and they've never had marijuana they've never done any other drug and they're coming to do iboga so that's always pretty cool when that happens Um, you know and a good chunk are, are people that you know you don't necessarily have to have you know this terrible life to benefit from iboga and so some people come in you know just looking for a reset kind of feeling stuck and like wanting to connect back with themselves and just uh yeah get 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 kind of reinvigorated with life. But yeah, any sort of, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we don't do acute detox uh, for people that are, say, coming off opiates. We recommend uh, that they go to a spot in Mexico where we uh, have direct people to that are looking to do acute detox work. Um, And so, yeah, any sort of uh, uh, addiction you know, non-substance addiction, you know, so we get quite a few people uh, overeating or, you know, I know we've had a a kleptomaniac here at one point. I remember when she told me too, she's like, yeah, I'm a kleptomaniac. Like, (laughs) I take take inventory of everything. Um, And uh, yeah, but all the depression, I mean, a big one that comes up unfortunately is sexual trauma, you know, both male and, and female or abusive parents um are a big one people with like really deep ingrained belief systems that just aren't healthy for themselves like somehow they've grown up no matter how hard they work they're just not good enough and like you know um they just never feel sufficient they haven't learned to to love themselves yet and yeah um, so you know definitely a, a good chunk of those people too but yeah people from all over the world so we've even had a couple people come from africa which we thought was surprising you know uh, yeah so, so close to the you know so the, damn.
0: to the home yeah to the home of the
1: medicine but um yes yeah, so yeah no it's beautiful to see we've had uh, yeah i'm not sure how many countries but quite a quite a few countries pass through at, at some point and they're always really special retreats because here currently we do groups of five or six people. And okay. so, you know, it's really intimate and everybody kind of has a chance to bond, you know, it's not such a huge group. And so, yeah, it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. So for uh, for some folks, uh, like somebody like me, I don't, I'm not on any major medication. So that might not have any major ailment per se that, that they are managed, they are trying to work with maybe like a depression or alcoholism or anything like like those things we put names on, but they, that might want to have this experience and maybe dig deep into their inner. I tell folks, all of us, even though we might say, "Oh, we don't have any trauma," we all have gone through trauma in our lives. We human. Uh, we have been exposed to so much and a lot of us have different ways of coping with those traumas. So for somebody that might not have the classical uh, 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 classical definition of ailment, but you want to connect with your inner self, will you uh, advise uh, somebody to go through the Iboga uh, ceremony?
1: yeah yeah no i would as long as they're called to to do it you know and it's their their decision of course and you know when people say they want to come i mean i definitely try and make sure they really want it for themselves it's not somebody else you know a husband or a wife or friend or family kind of directing them to come um yeah just really making sure it's their direction but yeah, um yeah if you if you're Called this medicine. I mean, typically when people get the message that you know there's something in iboga for them, there's something there for them. um, It'll kind of keep poking its its head up over a period of time, and you know some people that may be years. I know there's been people been in touch with for four or five years, and you know every year and a half or so, they you know kind of consider coming and don't quite get there. Um, But once they do eventually come there, they all say, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, it's for, it's for everybody. I would think of it as a general, just life advancement tool. Like if you want to advance in life, Iboga can certainly do that. With that said, Iboga is not uh, a pleasant process typically. It can be beautiful and beautiful things can happen and you can be shown many wonderful things um, but it's a it, you know it it cleans you on all three levels, and so um, it's a very deep physical cleanse on one level. You know it keeps you up all through the night. So whenever you have iboga, at least here we do it during the night. We have the medicine. We stay up all night. Wake up in the morning. Get people back to the rooms for some alone time and the medicine is still going. So there's a period of time where you're not sleeping, typically, you know, 20 hours or so. And, um, you know, and during that time, you can think everything that anyone could ever think from every angle, and it just goes through and uh, yeah, really clears out the mind that way. And yeah, it can get long and uh, physically taxing. Mm -hmm. And then typically, 95% of cases, once people wake up, they feel the lightness, they feel, you know, calmness in their mind. Um, you know, they, they notice themselves giving themselves space before they make decisions or even, you know, which thoughts they're going to agree to take in. And so, yeah, things kind of shift afterwards. Um, the experience itself can go many different directions, but kind of the, the, the end result is, uh,
0: Pretty consistent for people. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, coming to the fact that uh, Iboga is not, uh, I mean, it's not like a bed of roses and stuff. I was uh, going through uh, the literature on it and I came across the fact that I was talking about that it has this process that it can affect the art. You have what we call QT elongation. Basically it can extend the rhythms of the heart a little bit. And uh, what, uh, how do you guys uh, deal with that? Do you screen people that have heart condition? How do you deal with that aspect of uh, the plant? That aspect that is not that uh, bed of roses part of it.
1: Yeah, so we do um, have a thorough medical questionnaire and we do require everybody to get an electrocardiogram at some point so they can either do that near their home or if they're not aware of any major heart issues, they're welcome to get it here. And so we have a doctor that comes over and does a checkup and does an EKG for everyone. And so, yeah, that is something to look out for. And there's some medications, you know, that combined with Iboga can really extend the QT interval um, but in general, unless you have some pretty major heart issues and you're just relatively healthy, um, you should be fine for Iboga, but yet yeah, get the that EKG to make sure. And you know, over the last six years or so, um, during our psych- psycho-spiritual retreats, we haven't had to deny anybody um, that's come here and got their EKG. There's been maybe one or two people that have sent it in and we just said, hey, it's not the Not the right time. Um, So yeah, people know they don't have any heart issues. It's 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 safe, and you can you know uh, you know it's actually very healthy. It definitely ups the immune system. You know, there's the pain relieving properties and stiffness, and you know, people come in with different pains, Um, and you can physically see the difference on people. They just look much healthier. Most of them look younger, actually. Some people go back home and. you know, their families asking them, you know, if they got like Botox or, you know, what happened. And, uh, so yeah, people definitely look, uh, like younger. So yeah, it's a very, you know, very, very healthy thing. And it definitely gives you a lot of, uh, stamina moving forward, which, you know, it, uh, you know, bogus still is to this day a hunter's medicine. So in small amounts, um, yeah it definitely gives you energy and gives you a lot of endurance to go you know hiking all day or say if you are hunting go walking all day or through the night and so um, there's part of that that you take with you some some endurance
0: yeah yeah thank you uh thank you uh Levi for for that for answering that question my other, uh, my other con- uh, comment is on the fact that right now with all these amazing things that you, uh, that this plant is doing, is still in the Schedule 1 here in United States. Definitely for you to be able to work with it in Costa Rica, I'm sure they, they are not seeing it as a scheduled drug. What is the, uh, the, the rules? What is the law? How does the, uh, the government of Costa Rica, how do they accept your people, uh, as a practitioner out there?
1: Yes. So luckily, you know, per, Peru's a lot bigger plant medicine hotspot. Um, you know, uh, West Central Africa, mainly Gabon is getting more popular, but it's, uh, quite a, a larger trip for people from, say, the States. Um, And luckily Costa Rica has been welcoming to different plant medicine centers. And so um, there's the first person to get like medically or the first uh, uh, retreat to get medically licensed is a spot called Rhythmia up in Northern Guanacaste. And so, yeah, with ayahuasca, San Pedro, Iboga, they're all they're they're all kind of unclassified um, drugs, so they're not really legal. They're not illegal. So what you can't do is, um, you know, talk about uh, curing. Uh, you know, these are purely spiritual retreats that we have here, and they're not uh, therapy. You know, per se, we can't t- tell people we're doing therapy. But um, overall, Costa Rica is pretty happy with it. I mean, they they know they're getting known as a plant medicine hotspot and it's bringing in a lot of revenue for them and tax revenue. So um, yeah, they're definitely um, accepting of it, which is uh, really beautiful. But yeah, in the States, um, I don't think that would ever happen. You know, if you read on the internet about Iboga, and I actually want to ask about your opinion, kind of when you you know, started looking into Iboga, if you read about Iboga, you hear about just how dangerous it is and You know, it's the worst experience ever and, um, you know, really extreme things when there really isn't uh, the case. It can be hard, but it's, uh, you know, for, you don't hear about all the, the, all the successes. But yeah, how was it, uh, you know, when you started learning about Iboga, what were kind of your, um, you know, your perception of things?
0: Yeah, I mean, that is why we uh, we need people like you, uh, Levi, to come out here and tell folks because, you know, medicine, there's no medicine that doesn't have side effects. Conventional medicine, anything, it's all in the dosing. It's all in the quantity that you take. It's all in your route of administration, even water. If we drink too much water, it can be bad for us. But sometimes even, I want to even go as far as uh, uh, news media, press, they like sensation. Things that will, you know, I mean, we are not downplaying the fact when we talk about QT prolongation or anything that has to do with heart. That is a major issue that we have to be aware of. But overall, I tell people a lot of these plans our gen forefathers have been using it for for long. So uh, personally, I, I just believe we should be able to screen people. And uh, after we screen them, we should give people opportunity to try this medicine, especially the fact that uh, uh, healthcare costs is like crazy through the roof. I grew up with herbal medicine, so I don't have any, any negative, uh, connotation at all the only thing that I have when it comes to hub is that it is uh it can be it doesn't taste good most of the time <laughs> other than that yeah yeah you have a follow-up question Levi
1: yeah did um you know you you coming from uh Nigeria were you um is there any other uh I'm sure there is, especially in Nigeria. There's there so many different groups. But is there any other kind of psychedelic or, or kind of plant teacher plants that were used? Uh, you know, it, from your home. For
0: me, uh, we uh, we I grew up. Uh, my house we had a uh, mango tree. We have different plants in our home that we use for malaria, like mango in particular, growing up as a little girl, I they don't even need to teach you this thing. You just see your family using it and you just generally know it's just like cooking. They don't really sit you down and say, this is how much salt you need to put or how much pepper. You just know because you see them doing it. So growing up, uh, we used to use a mango tree, the leaves, the bark, And we will brew it together, like just the way they do this, uh, the Boeti folks do. And you will drink it for malaria. You have lemongrass, you have the bark of it. Like from understanding the way Iboga work is the root and the bark of the Iboga uh, plant. That's really where the magic is. That's the same. We use that. Other than that, there are some plants like cannabis that just like the lies that were spread all over the world were spread there too. So they will tell you this is drug, don't mess with it. But at the same time, when you been around this plant, you see that these are really, really nature's gift to us. And the other ways that we practice, uh, they practice uh, wellness when it comes to the psychedelic or those uh, spirit plants is that they have a uh, herbalist, they call them babalawo. that people will consult, just like they do in the Boetian, uh folks. They will consult with this uh, herbalist and this herbalist, uh, they don't just, it's not like every ailment that you can just go to the open market and buy plants. There are some you can do that. You go to open market and buy the plant yourself. But there are some conditions that they have to actually consult with the spirit. They will speak with the spirit. The spirit will tell them what they need to do, what they need to get, the rituals they need to do. So that is really how that works. So I don't, I mean, I might not know the specific name, but uh gabon is very it's not that far from from nigeria they are central western part of africa so they are all they all use they all do it it's just that people like you coming into the space now we are beginning to give names to it and sometimes i see some of the plants i'm like i used to see uh grow up i see my family use this plant i didn't even know this is what they call them you know, mm-hmm. it's really a great time. It's, it's a great time we are in.
1: Interesting. That's cool on the malaria. Um, so the, the bark of the mango, mango leaves, mm-hmm. and lemon, lemongrass, you said? Yeah,
0: lemongrass. Yeah, even just the, just the mango tree, the tree, when you take the leaf and you, uh, you cut off the, the bark, uh, the tree, the back of the tree, you put it together, and you you boil it. See, uh, until I became a pharmacist, uh, that it, it done me. That is actually the hydroquinone that is in the in the, the plant in the mango tree that oh, wow. the, our fathers were using, and that is the main uh, pharmaceutical that you we give you if you are traveling to you've been to Africa. If you are traveling there, we're gonna give you quinine sulfate. For malaria, and that is the active ingredient that is in the mango mango tree. So just like you have serotonin in uh, in the psychedelic like the iboga, iboga is a is a is a serotonin based uh, plant. Just like you have that serotonin as the active compound, so quinine is what we have in the mango. So it's 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 awesome. These are medicine.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I got. I had. I had malaria once going to, to Africa, and uh, I wish I would have known that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the Boitian they do know that. Yeah, I mean up till now, this is something that I even do myself. You know, other uh, other than that, that's cool. So, uh, I'm. I want to be respectful of your time, uh, Levi. Uh, tell us uh, okay. a little bit for our audience that would like to work with you. Tell us a little bit about Iboga Wellness Center uh, and how long the process is, how, for, how can we how can our audience, if they want to work with you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah. so you know, our website is ebogawellness.com. And so we're located on in the Southwest zone of Costa Rica, which is definitely uh, regarded by many to be the most beautiful area of Costa Rica. And we're here on a, uh, four acres. We have a lot of uh, really great fruit trees and garden that the clients that come help us uh, harvest and plant. And uh, yeah, we, uh, there's hiking trails here. And the main retreat house is nine bedrooms, but we keep it to five or six guests as well as a, a couple of staff that are always in the house. And then there's a house maybe 60 meters away where my uh, wife and my daughter live. And so I'm on the property as well. And so people come here for a week. They have the medicine twice, um, which is enough for a lifetime for many. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a very deep week. We counsel people a lot, get to know them, what they want from the experience and help guide them throughout the week to, to really get what they want. And so, you know, but the main teacher is, is the uboga. So it's kind of a, a happy medium of, uh, you know, Western comfort and, and, and having the medicine, you know, here you get to lay down on a mattress, if you were in Africa, you'd be sitting up all night, lay down and, thank you, lay down and kind of go into yourself deeper. You have an eye mask and, you know, we're doing shamanic things and cleansings. And um, there's something we do called a guided journey, which is to guide someone into themselves to meet their own soul or their higher self and get questions answered or any information, you know, they want to know. And so we do that with people, which can be pretty profound with some people connecting with the truth that's already inside of them. It's a really powerful exercise. And um, yeah, we also do a spiritual shower ceremony, which is another beautiful ceremony that doesn't involve Iboga down at a a nearby river, which is uh, another weedy ritual, which really works and feels good afterwards. And we go to the beach a couple of times while people are here. We have a picnic one of the days at the beach. Um, we have several fires, you know, integration circles, um, and uh, yeah, it's just a really beautiful, supportive place to get the work done. And thankfully, um, yeah, we've had very consistent, just positive results. One thing this medicine doesn't do is make things worse. Um, it, 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 somebody comes for themselves it's gonna, it's gonna improve their life, um, guaranteed. And so, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, really an honor to be able to serve this medicine and work with it. I still, uh, you know, remind myself as often as possible, uh, you know, how fortunate I am to be able to work with this medicine and honor the medicine, and uh, deepen my own relationship with it. You know, Uh, I haven't had any big doses of Iboga in a while, but we definitely take bits during a ceremony here with clients and it's a powerful teacher that uh, in the Bwiti doesn't have any into it, which is really beautiful. Like you keep learning about yourself, keep learning about life, connecting with nature, you know, being able to, uh, you know, when you connect with nature, you, there's definitely guidance there for you if you're listening and looking um, and so, yeah, it's a really beautiful path. And uh, yeah, I look forward to sharing it with as many people as possible. It's just such a, a positive thing that people need in their lives. And uh, yeah, I hope it uh, continues to grow from us and affects you know, the people that come here and their families. And uh, yeah, the Buidi path in, at its core is very simple and direct, which is very, uh, Powerful for a lot of people to be able to just really simplify things, you know, simplify it, the human experience, the things we all have to deal with, you know, our emotions, our own mind, what we tell ourselves, belief systems, decisions, you know, what we do with our feelings. And so there's a bleedy kind of teaching for nearly, as far as I'm aware, pretty much all of the human experience. There's some tool you can go back to, and that, uh, those tools, those, those lessons come from the medicine itself. So people during their time with the medicine are able to confirm those things as the truth for themselves, these different weedy teachings. And once they know the truth, and it's deep inside of them, you know, as things in life come up, they have different tools to go to, to know how to navigate it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, growing up, at least here in the West, you know, I'm from California originally. We didn't get taught a lot about how to know who we are, how how to manage our own mind, you know, the decision making process. What do you do with your feelings? And so we just kind of grind it through, and uh, can learn some from our parents. And some parents are great, and some just aren't so good at it themselves. And so um, yeah, it's it's something uh, you know you can think of coming here is to learn. How to live the art of living, as we say in the Bweety, the art of living.
0: Yeah, the, uh, yeah, thank you so much. It is really an honor, uh, to uh, not for you to. You said it's an honor to work with the plant, it is an honor for us to have you in this space doing this amazing work that you are doing. We are very, very honored to to have you. And and like you said, it's like you are just a vessel that the plant is using to communicate to to the people. Thank you so so much, uh, Levi, uh, for yeah, for you. being here.
1: Hi, ah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah, 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 folks. Uh, that is, and we're gonna put all your information in the show notes when we when we publish uh, this episode. Uh, we're definitely going to, uh, I'll definitely need to come to Costa Rica and, and hang out with you guys and get to work. I've never worked with this plant and get to work with this plant. We are very honored to have you, Levi, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, folks, that's our show for today. Uh, remember, if you are yet to join our Patreon group or support this show, feel free to join us. And also, When you are listening to this show, don't just listen, share it with your friends, Uh, share it and comment, leave a comment. We need you to leave a comment. That's how we get uh, evaluated. And until next time, guys, remember, health equals wealth. Uh, Bye, guys. Thank you so much for being here.